Welcome to Bush's Board Game Thing, the weekly board games podcast. As much about the games as the conversations you have whilst you sat around the table. Joining me as ever, we have the amazing Eloise. Hello. And we've got Brian over there as well. Uh, good to have you all on board. Let's just start by picking up on the cliffhanger that we left the last yeah. episode with, which was about, Eloise, your dad's... How do we get on to talking about your, your dad's favourite A-road? Because Brian's talking about... Is it a euphemism? Is it a euphemism? Oh, yeah, it was a euphemism. I know. It's because A-road. Rob suggested a really good idea for a board game. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and then it got on to us talking about our favourite A-Roads. And uh, my dad, he, he's left us on Tinterhooks because he was tinter, trying... Tinter no, it's, it's Tinter. It's Tinter. No, I think Tinterhooks is a, an app you can meet other people oh. on. <laughs> Ten, tinterhooks. They should And it's not Tenderhooks, it's Tenterhooks. What, I, what I did they? say the T, I thought that I was doing I believe right. they're what butchers use to hang up meat like in Rocky. Tinterhooks. Like, tinter That's why I said Tinterhooks. No, Tenterhooks with an E. I'm not Let's not get into this. Anyways, shh. So. Go on. It is the A141. And that's in Cambridgeshire. And the reason is because it's between very nice villages and a town. Warboys and Chatteris. So he likes to go up and down that just A roads. Yep. Cruising on the A141. It's a great road. I've got it up on Google Maps right now. Not, not that kind road. of cruising. <laughs> You're just confirming that your dad likes cruising. <laughs> lovely road. Also, just while we're on the subject... Um, uh, da- Darren Riley, friend of the show, yeah. uh, tweeted us and said, my favourite A-Road is the A55. I don't think I've been on that one. A55 is uh, just outside Clandidno, uh, oh, right, okay. in, near Cardigan Bay. What are you doing A-Rose. down that neck of the woods, Darren? Because he's from like Yorkshire, I feel away, like isn't it? last time we didn't quite get across when I tried to explain the the, the radial nature of oh. British, the uh-huh. British A-Road. No, what I've got now is I've got, I've got a map up here yeah, oh. of, of, of like London and the UK. So do you know what I mean, right? So look, I'm explaining to you here. There's A1 and the M1. Can I, can I just be completely clear right. here, right? Dave Zatu, the, yeah. the owner of Zatu Games, the people behind... He said he loved it. He said he, he loved didn't. it. Dave, Dave said, really loved the first episode of yep. the new season. We love Eloise. She's fantastic. fantastic. Great, great. on the team. Is can we get more chat about A-Roads? No, he said the direct opposite. Can Brian cut down the A-Road chat? But I'll listen, paraphrase listen, what he said. So look, see, there's the A1, right? And there's right. the A2. All the roads in between the A1 and the A2 are all subsidiaries of A1. So it'd sure. be A1345. The weird thing A2, is you're still, you're still talking about it. Should we yeah. just say it's amazing and then hopefully it'll shut? Yeah, that, go on. That's do what it. my wife amazing! does. That's what my wife does. She pats, she Thanks often, so much you know, she actually this. physically pats me on the head sometimes. <laughs> I, I, well, let's, let's metaphorically pat you on the head and wrap that one up a little bit. Also, thank you, by the way. If you want to get in touch, we love hearing from you. You can uh, drop us a message through Instagram at boardgamething uh, or podcast at zatu.co.uk. Uh, thank you as well. Someone backed me up on the, do you remember in the last episode, I was, because this is still road chat, service station chat, I was talking about a gargoyle in a service oh, yeah. station. You put your hand in the gargoyle's mouth, it reads your, uh, your fortune for you. Someone else has confirmed that, so it's not me going completely insane. <laughs> <laughs> Which just put my mind at ease a little bit. Uh, we also wanted to kick off, before we get into the uh, the, the meat and bones, the meat and veg. What, what is it, the phrase? The meat and... Uh, meat and two veg. Meat and... No. Meat and two potatoes. This sounds right. Just before we get stuck into this episode, uh, Eloise, you've got a bit of paperwork you wanted yes. to do. Yes. So these are... I thought we'd just start off with uh, admin. Admin, yeah. So this is my transfer deeds. I'm trying to buy a house. Right. And they've sent some paperwork. And I need to get um, a witness signature name and address. So, now, uh, is, as part of this podcast, I wondered if you could just sign this to me. Is this legal? It's legal. It's literally a legally binding now, uh, piece of paper, yeah. Double, so, you want Brian to sign this? Are you going to get Brian to sign this for you? Because imagine, imagine Cause Andy, because of the bankruptcy thing. Yeah. I'm sorry, we'll, we'll cut this out of the podcast. Out, yeah, yeah. But you know the bankruptcy thing where you left all those investors <laughs> high and dry? 
Of, that means you're legally not allowed to sign any documents. For that beauty product range that I yeah. have. Yeah, it was a pyramid scheme. Who would have thought it? The thing uh, I'm concerned about is whether Brian can spell his own name. Because I, I, at the moment, I'm not convinced. Yeah, I, I don't know whether Brian is technically classed as, as an adult. Imagine if she hoodwinked you, you signed it, and she's adopted you. <laughs> or you're buying like the house. Oh, I <laughs> not in that way, though. Not in that way. Oh. <laughs> Giant baby. Um... Do you want uh, to sign? Go on, I'll sign it. I'll sign it. Speaking of signing, just before you're about to sign this as well, I'll never forget getting an induction at our local gymnasium in Bristol. There you go. Um, and we had to, you know, when you do your gym induction, you have to prove that to them that you can use each of the um, Eloise's eyes casting down to make sure Brian doesn't ruin their life. Do you want my middle names? Uh, I need your actual name. Well, yeah, my actual name is my, includes my middle names. Well, I don't think they're going to cheat. Brian on that. Pierce Leo Patrick Murphy. Hold that thought there. Uh, so many. Uh, the. We had to try all the different gym equipment and then we had to sign a form and it looked like Guy Fawkes' signature after he'd confessed because it was so tired. <laughs> Going back to middle names, get in touch on, on the Instagram. Let's see who's got the worst middle name. Yeah. My, my middle name is Leslie. Oh <laughs> Bush's board game thing. This week's episode uh, is kind of spawned from, I would say, a, a board game apology for myself. Uh, Root, very, very popular game. Uh, always very top, like in the top 10 of uh, uh, hot games at the moment on the Board Game Geek, the forums and all that kind of stuff. I had it ages ago, didn't understand what was it, it was about, couldn't get into it at all, ended up selling it, and then I've read a load of stuff uh, since then and kind of got back into it again. So I've rebought the game. Brand new, or did you go to the person you sold it to and... To Demand to have it back. There's, there's a hell of a black market for games, that's for sure. But no, I went and bought it brand new. Actually, the lovely people of, uh, at Zatu gave it to me. It's almost like a redemption, uh, a second attempt at the game. It's made by a guy called Cole Whirl. He's made games like Pax Premier and Fort. He's got a brand new game called Oath, which is just out at the moment. But the thing that separates his games from everyone else's games are that everyone in a Cole Whirl game is always doing something different. And that's what happens in Root. It's a game about uh, a battle between different animals in a pretend animal kingdom battling for the wildlife. Getting vibes of Watership Down here. There is an undercurrent of Watership Down. It's kind of animals and conflict, which is kind of going to be the theme of this week's board game thing episode. Anyway, here's what happened when we played Root. Eloise is the what? Eloise is the, uh, Eloise is the Marquise de Cat. Uh, so her job is to spread out and for the cat people, take over all the bits of the woodland. And to poo in other people's gardens, <laughs> and to cough up hairballs, and just generally be annoying. And, uh, and to go next to the old lady next door and get second lunch. That's what she got to right. <laughs> And if she got to stand on top of a fridge and just look scared all the time. Or am I just projecting that's what my cat does? Also as well, um, uh, if anyone's wristwatch reflects the light, they've just got to stop and just look really quickly. <laughs> so you are the eerie dynasty. Oh. So you're the birds, you're the birds. I don't want to be the birds. Are there any other better animals I could be, like bears or raccoons or something? Eloise just called you pecky boy. (laughs) So the Eerie Dynasty are interesting uh, because you have a leader who promises a certain approach and you play cards here and you have to do those things in order. If you don't, there's turmoil. He loses his job, just like a board member. The leader of the birds. The leader of the birds loses his job because he doesn't deliver on his promises and then uh, it all gets kind of, you have to... Go to the, to the base and then start again. And uh, Andy, who are you? I am the Woodland Alliance, who are the kind of rest of the animals in the animal kingdom. But they, they live they live in all the trees and do kind of guerrilla attacks. They're kind of animal equivalent of a paramilitary organisation. Sorry, what are they called? The Woodland Alliance. That sounds like a Tory pressure group. <laughs> so presumably I live in a tree, right? You start in a tree. You start with a roost, which is in the corner here. This is where you have your roost, which is one. Is your little base there? Louise is in a cat litter box. I've got like a castle thing. That's your keep. Can I just ask a question? If she lives in a castle, right, or a keep, 
Cats don't have opposable thumbs. How do they open the doors of the keep? Uh, it's all um, sensors. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose a leader, right? Guys, see if you can guess who I'm gonna choose. You've got you've got builder, right? You've got commander, you've got a charismatic leader, or you've got a despot. Guess who I'm gonna choose? Despot. Yeah, absolutely. Um am I uh, are, they, are other people allowed to see these little cards that I've got here? I uh, know, so you only you're allowed to see okay. the cards. So they're your own your yeah, own but little but show me the cards. No. No, but show me the cards on no. and look at them. So, that's the rules. No, it isn't. You can have a look afterwards. Just chuck these on top of those. So. I've got a quick question. Uh, you've explained the rules for Sam. You're doing really well at it. You were just saying that um, cats can use sawmills. <laughs> Again, can we just go back to the fact that cats haven't got opposable thumbs? How? That is a health and safety nightmare, a cat using a sawmill. Can I just show you that this cat on the, on the board has, because he's grasping a sword, so that means that he does. He's a... It's, they've overcome this, you know, yeah. saying Dog Tanyon and the Musket Hounds have clearly overcome the opposable. You need to get over. For so you to enjoy the route, you need to get over the You're telling me that this is a, a world in which cats have opposable thumbs. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, I just did another couple of questions because I, I just need to get it straight in my head. Do they walk on all fours or do they walk on their hind legs? Hind legs. Hind legs. Look. They walk on their hind legs. He's got a cape. Eloise's main cat bloke's got a cape. Just one more question. Are there humans in this? And if so, are they like the animals? Or are the animals like humans? Because the animals talk to the humans, and can the humans talk to the animals? No, there's no humans. There's no, this, is, this is a world without humans. This and is pure interesting animal, thing, though, there is a scarecrow here that is in the form of a human. So, yeah. Andy, do you have the number call. of the makers of Root? I've got. I I'll just... give you Carl World's number. You have an email address. Fair you can enough. email him yourself. Fair enough. You can recruit as well. So you could recruit first. By can I ask a question about recruiting? What yeah. are they? Yes. Who or what are they recruiting? More cats. More cats. But surely the cats are on the side of cats already. It's not like the cats will be in the bird gang, will they? No, but it's just recruiting more cats, getting more... I don't know why I want more cats, but I'm drawn to that. More cats. I'll have another cat. So your first action is to recruit. So you're a cat lady, and you're getting more cats. More cats. You place a cat everywhere you've got a recruiter. (laughs) Oh, I get double. There you go. Everywhere you've got a recruiter. That's your first action. Next action. Okay. Next action is evening. So you've got three of these. You could could recruit, march, then battle. Oh, I get... Right, okay. Do you know what I mean? Or just... Or just march and kind of build I'm gonna, up. Um, or stand on the fridge. I'm going to do some yeah. marching. If Eloise battles me, yeah, because she's a cat and I'm a bird, will she grab me, then sort of just play with me? Sort She'll of... bring you into the house and just leave you for a bit. And, and then, then go just back bat to me you. about a bit. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So there you go. There's your three <laughs> actions because you did uh, recruit. Oh no, you've marched and then you... the bird suit is wild. So you've got to move from any one location and yeah. battle in any one location. So I've got to battle. You've got to move and then you have to battle. Otherwise, First rule of matey f- boy loses his um, bird fight club. You, you've got to fight. So go on then. You've got to move, then you've got to battle. Uh, well, I'm, uh, how many birds can I move? As many as you want. So wow. why don't I move three birds? to this one clearing with this one little cat all on its own. That's, that's bullying. But you know what? Cats eat birds. So, so we've got our first not three, battle. Not three birds. I reckon I could handle that. So you roll both dice. The defender yep. gets the high one. The uh, uh, you, And you can only do as many hits as you've got people there. So Eloise, at the maximum she can do is one to you. And you've got three. So the birds. odds are overwhelming in my favour. Here we go. Sharpening my claws. Eloise, we've got anything to say before I absolutely batter your cat? Ow! <laughs> okay, blow on them for luck. No, no, that's my luck. So one zero. Wow! So this is quite amazing for Eloise because the <laughs> the defender gets the higher dice the roll. Highest. She does one damage to you, kills one of your guys. Hang on, whoa, 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 whoa. you don't do any damage to her. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's just go back here. I have the overwhelming advantage. Why? <laughs> why have I not? Well, that's just how battles her? work. Can that's, I have another go? At it? Uh, no, no, that's it. You did your decree, what, so you so are done. Hang on a minute. I've, <laughs> I've, I've gone. I've rocked up with three birds, and you're telling me that I've 
one of my birds is dead. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't bring him back. Do I get to keep the bird for posterity? Yeah, you can, yeah, you can keep him if yeah. you want. Just bat him about. Like it's a trophy. Take him into your house and hide him under the sofa. You now control this. You can place a roost there if you want. Yeah, I'll put a roost in there. Why See not? what happens here? Yeah. So that one comes off there. Are there any, are there any trees with really red berries that I can, I can uh, eat and then poo them onto local cars? <laughs> Damaging the paintwork. Is that is that an option? I didn't someone talk because our car keeps getting covered in poo whenever I put it near a tree. And don't birds absolutely clear out their bowels when they go to fly? And that's why they, they poo. Oh, interesting thing. Yeah, interesting so. thing. Birds don't have willies, right? right? I'm gonna do a little early board game fact for you. Birds don't have willies. There's something called a cloaca. No, that's is, a duck. What is a duck? Yeah, but only duck ducks a, have them. Duck no, is a bird. No, no, all birds have cloacas right. and they have a bit of both. They have a bit of a fanny and a bit of a willy. And consequently, when they take off, they do a bit of both. Often when they take off, Andy, it's the muscles for flight. Oh, I. Isn't there spikes in there as well? What? what? <laughs> I feel like something's got a corkscrew spiky one. Oh, no, swap. ducks have a corkscrew penis. Right. Thank you very much. You're okay. listening to Duck Facts on Board Game Thing with Andy Bush. I'm going this is it. So the decree has fallen apart. His leader has lost his job. Oh my god! Deposed. He's been deposed. The despot has been. So it's been humiliated. Despised. He was too despot. Lose one victory point per bird card. Oh, I ain't got any victory points. This is all falling apart. Including you're still on naught, naught as well. So you're back to naught. <laughs> oh, <laughs> lovely, lost. lovely, lovely. Can I just purge. say, I love this. I love a good purge. Who are we purge? Who are we purging? So your leader goes crazy because they haven't lived up to his plans. Fair play. Who's in charge now? This is like so in so South America where they turn the portrait and there's a new leader. Deposed. Flip the leader face down and choose a new leader. Oh yes, please. So you have to choose a new one. So you got. Well, who's, who, who's good to follow a, a despot? Uh, Remind us of the names. Builder, commander, charismatic. I'd say commander. Uh, so Brian's had a, a leadership change at the top. I'm going for charismatic, a bit like me. Okay, so his main thing is battle, recruit, and battle. Immediately end daylight and go. I have I've placed uh, a sympathy marker, which means that's the people, the normal people, the animal people, getting fed up with the war that's going on. I've placed my marker there. That means that any time any one of you big guys walks in with your mice, with your with your cats or your birds, you have to pay me a card that matches the suit of that. Do you, know that do you know what that is? That's typical NIMBY behaviour. Not, not in my backyard. That's typical <laughs> pressure group stuff. Why don't you write to the council as well while you're at it? So uh, I've marched into a clearing and I'm going to absolutely batter your cats three on three. I think that's, I like those odds. Yeah, but I've got a ambush card, which means I take the highest of What's, the roll. That's not fair. Yes, in your so. face. So well, how, hang on, how, how, how does a cat ambush a, a, a bird? We, we can fly. Hiding. Yeah, but I've got lots of nails. Anyways. You guys have uh, got little boots. Nice. You're walking along with little boots. Oh, it's a wet one. Three. Oh my word, this is so, slaughter. Wiped out. What? All of yours. What's going on? And only one of mine. What's See happened? ya. What's happened? <laughs> it's, a, it's a bird opalypse. I've only got I've only got four birds left. <laughs> So there you go. That is Root. It's what is one of the most complicated. It's not like complicated, but because everyone's faction, the birds are doing one thing, the cats are doing one yeah. thing, the mice are doing some other stuff. It's quite hard to explain. What I liked about it was the fact that Eloise's faction adhered to one set of rules and could do these specific things. Your faction was a weird little nam- NIMBY. <laughs> they call of, me NIMBY. Sort of local direct action group yeah. posting uh, like leaflets and flies through, door, flies through people's doors. And mine was just some sort of weird bird army. It was a level playing field because everyone has different advantages, but it wasn't, it wasn't uh, everyone had the same playing field, if that makes How sense. How did you feel when Eloise's cats ambushed you? What an amazing moment in the game that was. Well, yeah, I, I was trying to get my head around it and 
I don't want to keep coming back to this, but I, I don't like anthropophom... An- <laughs> the phrase I want to use here. Let me just get, have a couple... I'm going to take a run at this. Have a run at it. You know when you adjust your footing when you're about to go on an escalator? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anthropomorphizing animals. I don't like it. You spend, you spend most of the game being almost like in, uh, <laughs> twisted up about the fact that a cat might have a thumb that it can use. Opposable thumbs, yeah, it's you just not fine right. with the fact that your bird was wearing a monk's outfit. To be honest, I wasn't 100% happy with that either. It's just, I don't, humans have this, this thing of anthropomorphizing nice. animals and making them cute. And that's why we will uh, kill flies, we'll eat shellfish and stuff because they're ugly. But when it comes to kittens and puppies and cute little red pandas will we'll idolise them because they look cute. I kind of like a game, though, that's got this uh, cutesy image. There's a guy called Kyle Ferrin who does all the art for it. And Eloise, you even pointed out that uh, some of the factions have almost got like a cute emoji-type look about them. Yeah. I like the fact that you've got this kind of cutesy artwork and it looks like a cartoon. But deep down, it's quite a nasty little game. There's quite a lot of fighting going on between yeah. Eloise's cats and Brian's birds. Do you know what I mean? Well, cats and birds just don't get onto that. I mean, everyone knows that. I, I mean, to, to create a board game where they're both two key protagonists, <laughs> in my opinion, is quite silly. Because <laughs> there's going to be conflict. If you don't want conflict, don't create a board game like that. Yeah, don't go anywhere near root, that's for sure. <laughs> I was just wondering whether there's any other animals they could have put in there for like... Because obviously, we had cats in there, we've got birds in there. Um, I don't really know what my guys were, like mice and stuff. Well, my, there, were, there were mice. I saw a raccoon in, in your game. It was a raccoon. Um, is this just creatures of the woodland? It could be anything. Just creatures in, yeah, like out in the wild. I was thinking maybe... Bad, have you ever had a badger cross your path? No. Very angry. Very angry. Very snuffly. I just wonder what their problem is, badgers. Do you know what I mean? Why are they so like that? I like a good hedgehog. They're also also a bit... They're they're very thick, though, hedgehogs. They're very thick. Really? Because you live in the countryside now, so you must be... Get hedgehogs in my garden. Out there with them. Have you tried to communicate or build stuff for them or anything? Uh, No, no, because they can't speak, Andy. They're animals. Well, not in the world of root. It's true. Um, Have you ever built bird stuff for like like a bird house? I've got a birdhouse in my garden. That's a song, isn't it? No, <laughs> no, no birds go in it. I, I'm so annoyed. Same I with put, me. I put the birdhouse up. They don't want to go in it. And it's like, all right, fine. Why is my birdhouse not good enough for you? You, you stay with your twigs and spit. Yeah, in the, in the trees getting attacked by cats left, right. And I did exactly the same thing. Uh, we both used to live in the same block of flats in Northwood Hall in you North had to London. because of the incident. Yeah. It was the incident, but it's fine. I'm, I'm completely fine now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that's why I couldn't sign Eloise's form at the beginning, if you wanted to know. Um, I put a bird, like, birdhouse out on the, the balcony mm. and thought, you know, in the morning, there's me in a dr- towel in dressing gown. I think it was like to... be like a Disney cartoon where they <laughs> yeah. come and sing sort of to you. Do yeah, the dishes. Give you clothes pegs and stuff. <laughs> and they're all kind of like sat around the windowsill. Not one, not one bird, not not even interested. I even bought one of those uh, fat, you know, they eat fat, fat balls. balls yeah. Yeah. That's disgusting as well. Yeah. Even bought one of those things. Not interested I, at all. Uh, I, we went through a phase of throwing loads of breadcrumbs and seeds on the lawn yeah. to see if that would attract them. Uh, and one day we were sitting out and about three rats just came over in broad daylight and started eating it. So we were like, yeah, probably won't do that. They are awful things, aren't they, rats? Uh, but overall, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a brilliant game. It's a fantastic game. There's loads of um, expansions for it as well, which you can find uh, on Zatu's website. Pheasants. Uh, Pheasant expansion. If yeah. you can think of a good expansion for Root, <laughs> bringing in an animal that's not previously been there. I mean, they could even do like a uh, exotic like zoo expansion. Zebra. Like zebras in there and stuff like that as Hippo. well. Hippo. Hippo expansion. Chupacabra. What's that? I don't know. 
Uh, sounds good. Chupa Capital. There's a solo expansion, which means if you've only got two people and want to play it at four, you've got these two, they've got like robot versions of those actual animals, like a robot uh, raccoon and all that kind of stuff, which is good. <laughs> uh, you can uh, pimp up your board with better pieces and a neoprene mat and all this kind of thing. You can check that out on Zatu's website. Uh, one other thing, speaking of animals and that, that uh, we kind of got into when we were doing our Instagram live chat on Tuesday night. Uh, do join us every uh, uh, every Tuesday night at 7 o'clock at Board Game Thing. We go live from a, three different locations. Eloise appeared to be... Uh, it's that live aid. It's that live aid. In an old people's <laughs> home. She was like, like, you know the way old people hold court on uh, their own special seat <laughs> with a doily headrest? <laughs> Surrounded by pictures of her grandkids. It was a bit like that. Um, but we got... I don't know how we ended up on this. I think because we were talking a little bit about... Animal tales. Animals and stuff. But you, we were talking about, wouldn't it be great to have a tail? That was it. Brian's cat kept waving its tail yeah. in front of Brian when you were, when you were doing the, uh, Such a the terrible chat. Such Awful cat. Uh, but did I you, sent you, you some photos. You sent us some photos in the group, which... Which uh, no one responded to. So I was like, have I gone a step too far? <laughs> I think the conversation had moved on and I thought, oh, actually, I haven't actually responded <laughs> What photos did you send? I, I sent you them. photos of the human tail because it's human not tail. just people oh, were yes, saying, "Oh, yes. it's called a nubbin," but no, it's actual an actual tail. So it's called something. The question is, can a digital tail? Can, it, can yeah. a human being have a tail? Uh, is it a nubbin? Yeah. And then the stuff Eloise sent is like proper. Is that an actual real? Yeah. Is that people putting tails on themselves? Yeah, or that's people with tails. They're people with tails that have right. gone in to have them surgically removed. It's weird. Do you ever see those pictures of people and that like artists, like scientists, do an impression of what people will look like in like two hundred years time? I'm gonna have like giant foreheads and big thumbs, massive thumbs texting. texting. Um, and and also here's the interesting thing you know your uh, your pinky finger yeah if you were to cut your pinky finger off please don't cut your pinky finger off but if you were to it wouldn't affect the strength of your grip because it's we don't need it anymore and it's slowly your pinky's getting smaller and smaller and they reckon within a thousand years humans will have just uh, oh, oh. three fingers and a thumb we were, we were just talking actually like the Simpsons in work the other day about um, and we'll get back to all opposable thumbs there as well but we were talking the other day about how uh, I People are getting taller all the time. Human beings are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Like Ben Burrell, who we work with, is a, he's a giant. Yeah, he? he's, he's like, very tall. He's like six foot four or five or something like that. I always upset him because I always say to him, uh, you never see really old people, so you're probably not going to live that long. Which is probably the wrong thing to old, say. Old, tall people. Yeah, but you don't see old, tall people, do you? Mm, Where no, do they I, go? You shrink, though, as you get older because your spine compresses. Right. There you go, that levels things out a yeah. little bit. But I was saying I went to, and I can't remember exactly where it was, but me and my brother went on like a booze-up weekend to Brussels mm. and went to the Military History Museum. That's what we do on a booze-up. And they've got all the mad outfits. weekend. <laughs> it was a mad weekend. Um, Never guess what happened. Went to Bruges. Ended up in a war museum. <laughs> we got. I got pickpocketed by a guy who said he was an Afghanistani freedom fighter. Oh. We were drinking with him at the bar, and he lifted. He liberated your wallet. He did liberate my wallet. I, I had like two hundred quid. Nick, it was How unbelievable. Did he do it. He put his arm around us when we were drinking at the bar. No. Offered to buy us a drink, and he took the money out of my back pocket. Did he buy you a drink with your own cash? I think he did. That is a baller move. Slap in the face. <laughs> Um, but we went to the Military History Museum. They've got all the old army outfits from like American Civil War and all the old uh, you know, British, English Civil War, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and people were tiny in the olden days. Mm. Just tiny little people. So they're getting bigger all the time. Okay. Evolution. I, I've, right, here's a weird thing. I, so I'm five foot seven and I've got Get size out. four to five feet, really small feet. And I fall over all the time. You're top heavy, that's why. Yeah. Like, I think that's a weird Get bigger thing. shoes. Get I a pair of clown have... shoes. Well, yeah, I, maybe I should. Tennis that... rackets. <laughs> Just to balance things out a little bit. I need some even keel going on because, and I've got really freakishly tiny hands. Put that's them next to They're not that small, they're quite big. But, I mean, they're sausagey, sure. 
but they're tiny. I was going to say, I was going to say, take a photo of Eloise's hands and put it online, but I've I've had to leave a couple of podcasts. They're not that small. They're normal sized hands. He had a whole finger bit. Yeah, Andy's got quite small hands. Look at that. I'm come up to his second knuckle. I wouldn't say so. I've got there's a business opportunity there though. Imagine that, right? We bring out a new line of shoes for people who are top heavy, keep falling over. We call them even keel. Write it down. Even Write heel. Down. Even heel system, <laughs> TM. Some other games that you might want to check out that involved animals and conflict. Because, yeah, you can go and play Wingspan and, you know, we'll have a brilliant, lovely time hugging pigeons and stuff like that. But if you want a panda to smack a zebra in the face, you want animals and conflict. Everdell, fantastic game. Uh, fairly new. It's about a, an idyllic woodland type thing with animals at war. And you get a 3D tree in it as well. Oh, Big 3D I love, tree. I love a good 3D thing on your board game. What's your one that you like? You've got Colt Express. Colt Express, 3D. I love that because it, it, you can imagine you're in the train. Uh, there's a, there's a uh, game called Battle Sheep where players control a squadron <laughs> of psycho sheep oh, attacking like each other. King of Tokyo, not really like animals, but I guess creatures. I think we mentioned this weirdly last week's episode about uh, big like 1970s Japanese pulp movies yep. where they're fighting each other out in the sea but they're, but why is the sea suddenly shallow let's not get into that it's again it's a good point it's a really good point but that kind of thing and then of course you want to go proper highbrow there's a great series of games by GMT Games called Dominant Species which is about uh, evolution but then you're battling it out to survive and evolve and stuff like that as well so there's some other now games you're talking my language that, well, we should play it at some point it's, it's, it's hard work but it's supposed to be a brilliant game that's a Dominant Species by GMT Games you can find them all like I say on Zatu's website right I think it's time for Brian's Board Game Fact of the Week Brian's Board Game Fact of the Week so I actually used up one. I burned one of my facts during um, Root when we were playing Root Oh, so you gave like a free bit Just of Just a content. freebie, a little, little taster. That one was free, and then I hooked you in with that one. If you want, if you want the, the full premium stuff, of course, sign up to Brian's OnlyFans, OnlyFans yep, account. Yep. You get board game it's, facts. It's and... £400 a month. It is quite a lot. I've had no one sign up yet. Well, I saw the, the teaser page. It's uh, a few board game facts, but a lot of you like lifting heavyweight stuff yeah, in your yeah, garage. Yeah, yeah, just doing press-ups, you know, just getting my sweat on, guys. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was about cl- uh, the birds have don't have a, don't have willies, right? Or thanks for or, that. that means, uh, they have a little bit of both, cloaca, but little bit of both. If you have got a little bit of both, it's a cloaca. Yep, 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 yep. So here, my here, my cloaca other, day with Timmy Mallet. <laughs> I feel like I've I've gone down a bit of a cul-de-sac here, but did you know that pigs? Thingies when a oh, pig is excited and it does its thing. Oh. Is this where we're going in yeah, the board yeah, game yeah, fact yeah, of the week? Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, it lasts thirty minutes. Wow. 30 minutes. <laughs> it's amazing. 30 minutes. A 30 minutes long. Yeah. 30 minutes. He's just sitting there, like literally like a pig in... Yeah. yeah. We went to a petting zoo, weirdly, uh, last weekend. Yeah. And all the other animals have got their act together. You know, sheep look cool, goats look cool, whatever. But pig, pigs like, were just pigs, like... Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> I just felt like having a like, little pep talk with him, just like, get your act together. The state Apparently, you. they're very clean, though. Are they? Yeah. He didn't look clean, this, this I lad. I mean, sure. Their appearance, maybe not, but they like to keep if their areas th- very clean. 30 minutes of joy, you're not going to be worried about having a shower, are you? They like to just keep their little houses clean. Like, they've got a specific what, place styes? where they poo. Yeah. Another place, <laughs> another place where they sleep. Like, they... Yeah. So if I, lived in a, if I lived in a room and I pooed in the corner yeah. and slept in the other corner, would you describe that as particularly clean? I mean, I feel like you probably do that yeah. already. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the bedsit years. <laughs> Brian, the bedsit right. years. Uh, another fact for you. <laughs> Go on. This is madness. Ooh. This is madness. Have you ever seen a horse be sick? No, because no. they can't. They can't get sick. Horses oh. can't get sick. That'd be amazing. Can you imagine yeah, that? Can rats. 
Neither can rats. And that's, that's how you kill rats with poison. Because if I were to poison you, Andy, you'd go, oh, this is horrible, and you puke it up. Right. Rats can't puke up. So they, the poison has to stay in their system. Imagine, because I've got a phobia about being sick. We, we got, me and my brother had rogue beef burgers on Timoth Seafront when we were about 10 or 11 years old and both got really bad food poisoning. Aww. And it, it just really haunts me to this day. I still like, like freaked out about uh, having meat cooked, not cooked properly yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It's the worst thing ever, food poisoning. So imagine that. Imagine if you and your brother were horses. I know, imagine had, that. And you had rogue beef, which probably would have contained a bit of horse, to be honest. Yeah. And you you were there with you left with nothing. You couldn't couldn't get sick. No, but I like the idea of like going on a night out and having beers and yeah. then not worrying the next day about yeah. everyone's had the sweaty and scared on the train back into work the next day if you've yep. been out late. Well, or not, window open, breathing, heavy breathing outside. Little tube trying to get like a <laughs> snorkel to get a bit of air. If you had like your part horse, then so you'd be the- fine. Theoretically, horses are the best animals to go on a session with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because they're not going to ruin it for everyone by having to go outside and get sick. And you can get in a taxi with them afterwards. Yeah, you don't have to worry about the 50 quid cleaning charge. Exactly, the fouling charge. I mean, how would you get a horse in a taxi, though? That's a good point. You'd have to get one of those five people. Yeah. Ride it home, exactly. That's a good point. It's a a very good point. (laughs) Drink with it, then ride it. And this is the last fact here. The last fact here is I've told you this before and you didn't believe me and you made it into a bit of a thing. Right. And you you fought me on this tooth and nail, but I, I maintain this even if it isn't true. Uh, oh, that's a good basis of a fact. Lobsters never stop growing and they can't really die of natural causes. So theoretically, lobsters are immortal. So what? There could be a lobster out there that's just never got Huge. itself in any trouble. Huge. Never been caught. And it's just size of a, massive. Size of a house living at the bottom like of the Like something sea. out of a, a 1970s like, monster. Yeah, because thing. they live quite close to the, to the shore and because they get fish quite heavily, you don't often see huge lobsters because it takes them a while to grow. <laughs> What's the biggest one found? 44 pounder, 20, kilo, 20 kilograms. It's about the size of a Labrador. That's Whoa. still... Imagine that. I, I would say... A la- that, a, a, no offence to lobsters. A lobster, size of a Labrador. No, but Th- Their claws might be more dense than a Labrador's fur, though. That's a good point. So it might be like half the size of but a Labrador. But you think, though, you've got, no, you've got no real way of being... Like, you, you won't die of natural causes, so you're, no. you're free to just grow. Yeah. I would have expected it to be the size of like a double-decker or something by Why that haven't point. they made a big film out of that? Like, you know, you've got... We talked about on the Instagram Live, Sharknado, the yep. big giant shark. Yep. Or yep. is that the Meg? I don't know. But anyways, why isn't there the a, a big killer? And sh- no, Sharknado is a tornado with Fine. sharks in it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, sorry I got that so wrong. <laughs> shark Just do your fan. research, right? Anyway, Just don't come here well, half-cocked. you're the one with the facts. Sorry, please tell us about your 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 idea for a okay, lobster-based giant movie. lobster attacks with its big dying claws. Yeah, but that's that's that goes against... And it's to get to that stage, it needs to live a long time and to mind its own business. Lobs- just imagine that. Just the next time... Lobsnado. You're in the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. Just think, look down into the, the to the dark grey and think, there's a lobster down there that's probably the size of a double-decker bus that's lived for 300 years. That's a fantastic point to, to leave it on. Brian, thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's Brian's Board Game Facts of the Week. If you've got issues with any of the stuff he's talked about, and I know you probably will. Disclaimer, yeah. Some of it's probably not true. Some of it's probably not true, but you can get in touch at Board Game Thing. Just an idea that came to me during the week, and I feel like it's an area of the board games market that we we don't exploit at all, and we need to get into it, is unboxing videos. Mm. A lot of YouTube is filled with uh, videos of people opening up the newest games and doing a little commentary on it. Uh, Eloise, would you be up for doing an unboxing video if we got you a game sent from Zatu? Yeah, this would be my chance to become a YouTuber. And I definitely am yeah. in the age group of that. Hi, guys. Like and subscribe. <laughs> 
Make sure to hit that. What uh, are the that things link. that I need to do? Yeah, do a point down. Uh, just to have info no at the bottom. Discernible talent. Um, <laughs> they always go on about this thing called Klingon subtitles. Have you heard oh, about this? No. You can put if anyone does a rules video for a board game, they go make sure you activate the Klingon subtitles because what they'll do, they put commentary. Below in Klingon. It. I don't, is it in Klingon? But it's like, it's commentary along the bottom if they've made any rules mistakes that they've had to, after the video, um, amend. Oh. Right, I see. Why it's called Klingon, I've got no idea. But maybe it is in Klingon. Maybe it's like, right. <laughs> but um, so maybe there's a bit of that. Um, um, the videos have to be like 70 minutes long because they all, sure. all, the, all the YouTube videos are very, very long, aren't they? They, they love it. But there's something about, I mean, I, I've watched quite a few. I, I love the way people take taking cellophane off a brand new deck yeah. of cards in a board game. If, you, if you've got a favourite thing about unboxing a new game uh, tell us about it at board game thing but we should get Eloise involved on, a, on an um, unboxing video that'd be good wouldn't it so do do I have to do all the rules no you have to do oh, any good, rules because I will fail at that <laughs> I will tell you all to play the game wrong take it out the box <laughs> okay. uh, and the, the good thing is Zatu when you get stuff from Zatu they've got the brilliant uh, lovely orange uh, packaging and stuff like yes, that as well. so you yeah. know that it's a board game box as yeah, well which yeah, is a great yeah. thing so watch this space on board what, just I don't want to th- I don't want to chuck anything into the oh. fire here or throw a spanner into the works what about reboxing a reboxing video. What, like packing it's very up? hard to put stuff back where it's supposed to be. Well, if you want, I will unbox it and then rebox it. That could, that could, it's, it's not normally a thing reboxing it, but yeah. there could be another video in it. Putting it away, tidying up after yourself. So yeah, you, want, you want to do a tidying views, up? They're all views, they all count. responsible game playing, anyways, isn't it? And we should really be promoting responsible game playing. Uh, watch this space, an unboxing and a reboxing video from Eloise. <laughs> it's time for the pitch where one of you guys get in touch and tell us about your idea for a board game that hasn't been made yet. Here's Andy with his idea. Hi, board game thing. My name's Andy, and here's my idea for a board game. What's My Being, or Call My Guff, is a game for up to four players. If you prefer idiots who love guffs and anything to do with guffing, the board is almost circular, more in the shape of a guff cloud than anything. The object of the game is to become the king or queen, or indeed President Trump of Guffland. Each player picks a card and is given a small plastic bean. On the card is a list of the particular talents of that bean in terms of guff strength. Top trumps, if you will. Throw in a six to start. Each player completes one circuit of the board's trials and tribulations. When one circuit is done, the player throws another six in a race to the little plastic throne toilet, which sits at the centre of the board. The throne emits a massive guff sound when the bean is placed on the throne. Then an ooh sound. Trials include using your guffs to scale hordes of hurdles like castle walls or pushing you torpedo-like through the sea. Landing on a peppermint square will cancel your guffs until everyone passes you by. Bad guff squares knock you out of the game, such as for guffing in a lift or guffing in front of your nana. A vegan chilli square turbos your guffs to leapfrog the other players. This game is suitable for all kids, grown up or otherwise. There you go, Andy's idea for a very one-track, um, wind-based board game. It's very detailed, very well thought out, Yeah, including sound effects. Yeah, he's got sound effects so, on there, and he's got a, to- a little plastic toilet and I stuff as well. I think he needs, there needs to be co- combos, so there needs to be maybe you have five cans of beer. Right. But on their own, they don't do anything. But then when you combine the five cans of beer, you know, you're you're vying to get more and more cards that you can combine to make more and more potent 
potent uh, curry. Guff, guffage. Curry, chuck a curry in there. Yeah, or, or nuts, or nuts. kale, or, you know... Can, can, can of Guinness. Can of Guinness, do you know what I mean? So the more you... And then each one, the more you combine, the worse you can make. What and, do you think is the windiest, the windiest of all foods and drinks? What's the king of... The, chickpea. Chickpea. A chickpea. For me, personally, because I think it's all to do with... And also, the characters on the board should also be susceptible to certain things. You know, one, if you're lactose intolerant or whatever. Yeah. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. And for me, it's <laughs> stuffing. Paxo sage and onion stuffing. Honestly. Oh, onion is very windy. That's why. Really? Right. Yeah. I, lo- right. I love stuffing. I well, actually love it. And lager. I don't know what they put in stuffing lager, and but, lager. It, but it turns... <laughs> Yeah. That's basically my diet, stuffing and lager. <laughs> Mainly stuffing and lager. Andy, fantastic game. Thank you very much. Not sure it's going to be made yet or, or at all, uh, but you've won yourself a Zatu dice tray for your troubles. And if you've got a brilliant pitch for a board game, get in touch with us now. You can drop us a message at Board Game Thing. That has been another episode of Bush's Board Game Thing. You can find all the games that we've been banging on about on Zatu's website right now. Uh, Eloise will be uh, releasing an unboxing video during the course of the week yeah. until we get uh, to the next episode. Until then, have an amazing week and we'll see you soon. Cheers. Cheers.